0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comics World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the P.W. offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com comics.
1: And I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm also Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World, as well as the Graphic novels Review Editor for Publishers Weekly and the Editor-in-Chief at The Beat, comicsbeat.com.
2: And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer.
0: And don't forget, you can subscribe to more to come on iTunes. Uh, we're on social media at Facebook.com/slash PWComicsWorld and on Twitter, we're at PWComicsWorld. This week on More to Come, Sheila Booth, uh, movie star slash plagiarizer, Stray Bullets is back. Uh, Columbia University and Kitchen Sink Press archive together at last. The Sound Ma- the Sandman movie, uh, it, and Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, and most. Profitable comic shows. So, uh, let's get right to it. Uh,
1: well, the cow what's story up? Of what's Sh- up with this dude? Shia LaBeouf and his <laughs> plagiarized movie has captured the imagination of the, co- the
2: entertainment world. Now, now, to give you a little background, truly amazing. Shia LaBeouf um, attempted to make his own indie comics a while back. Yes. which were not very popular and were decidedly overpriced.
0: And apparently plagiarized as well, in some instances. But, really? But that's, a, that's, that's
1: been coming up. That's another well, issue that seems to be coming well, up. Well, uh, let's just start with the initial yeah. transaction of them because that has kind of spiraled out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, no, you're,
0: you're absolutely right. <clears throat> So, oh, oh which <laughs> which one of us wants to outline the the his crimes against uh, <laughs> well, well, humanity? Well,
2: Calvin, you had a lot of thoughts on the subject before we started recording. Uh, yeah, Why don't well, you lead off?
0: Well, uh, it, it, well, certainly it, it, the, the core of this is that a a, um, a comic by Dan Close. Um, what's it, Jake? Rom... I, you know, hmm, Justin it,
1: Damiano. Yeah, Justin Damiano. Which is Damiano. a short story that appeared in Hi. a uh, first. It was in an anthology, but it was edited by Zadie Smith. But most recently, it was reprinted in the. Uh, the Daniel Klaus Reader. Uh, so it is, you know, a little bit obscure, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely available. So
0: and, um, yeah. and
1: so anyway, so sheila Sh- Booth made a, a short film last year that's called Howard Cantor. And uh, it was about a film critic and, uh, you know, kind of the, the went inside his head a little bit. And, you know, it debuted at the Cannes Film Festival last year, 2012, mm-hmm. and has been shown at film festivals ever since then. Because I guess if you star in... Um, uh you know indiana jones and the temple of bad movies you get to show your short films wherever you want or transformers or any of the many movies that uh uh, she has been in well to be fair he had an awesome script stolen from dan (laughs) cloud well that's right and the film got a lot of very good reviews it was praised for a sensitive portrayal um, now just I guess he's kind of campaigning maybe for an Oscar nominee although it couldn't actually couldn't be but anyway he put it online on Monday and uh, probably at you know nine a.m. And by 9:31 <laughs> 30, a.m. No. everyone <laughs> had been like wow but, did you notice this is taken directly from uh, Daniel Klaus's comic and so it was quickly taken off of Vimeo oh however Buzzfeed had already captured it and um you know everybody can see it I mean not only is the plot the same the actual dialogue and there's a narration in the movie that's taken directly from Daniel Klaus. Yeah. Um, comment, but you know it didn't end there. Uh, of course, this is, this was not the first time that LeBeau had been caught with plagiarism, and it certainly would not be the last. Um, earlier in the year, he was supposed to appear on Broadway with Alec Baldwin, and then there was some sort of kerfuffle over that. I didn't really follow it, but uh, he sent an, a letter, an email to Alec Baldwin, ex- apologizing. And then he leaked it everywhere, and it turned out he had copied the apology from Esquire magazine. So this was the first hint that we had that well, maybe Well, he to be w-
2: fair, somebody, like, doing a no on themselves with somebody else's apology note is is not like plagiarism on well, the level but, of plagiarism. But, but Kate, I'm building a case it's, here. Yeah, it, okay. is, it is true. Building, it was, is a habit because, of behavior. Because you haven't heard yeah. the
1: latest, yeah. obviously. So, uh, you know... So oh, it gets
2: better. Well, yes, it does. Yes, there's, and there's, so, there's more. Yes,
1: there's a lot more. That's what but I'm but saying wait, is, there's more. There's, there's a lot more. So the, that that was like the first... So when this story broke, everybody was like, oh, well, he plagiarized his apology to Alec Baldwin. Oh, you know, who among us might not do that? But um, <laughs> So then... He apologized for the uh, for the, the the he apologized the dad cause he kinda of came clean on Twitter. And, and then it turned out the language from these tweets apologizing were also taken from Yahoo, uh, an answer like a very yeah. obscure thread. And uh, but so then why would he do that? Because, and then well wait you, you, wait it's not even over there. And then it, it was discovered like somebody on my site this is brand new somebody on my site pointed out that some of the quotes he had about his movie were taken from <laughs> reviews of the yeah. film so he's actually been paraphrasing that yeah and and also then his comics then people started looking at his comics which were kind of praised as outsider artists like as Mm -hmm. I wrote you know the guy was showing up at small comic cons and trying to authentic about it and you, you, yeah. you know he was and he would show
0: up in artist alley wasn't yeah, he yeah and then kind of have his comics for sale so we were
1: all giving him a pass about it but Ooh. now people have been looking at the comics and guess what they're taken from charles Bukowski. <laughs> yes, yes and yes, also yes. other french comics so far from this being like one incident this is like a there's a pattern a, it's an absolute friggin pattern and you know that's this, astonishing yeah.
2: levels of chic it is uh, i mean You wonder what else could he possibly have plagiarized? I I think
1: everything, probably. And you know,
2: I—I mean, not to be—he even plagiarized his non—not particularly profitable attempt to be authentic.
0: Congratulations! It's, it's kind of head-spinning. I mean, uh, it's not as though he's fi- uh, a particularly obscure figure, nor is the work that he's stealing from obscure. I mean, it's obscure maybe the sum, but you know, Dan Close has a fairly well-known name and style of well, writing and presenting. I
1: mean, I listen. You know, so I guess some people when you're in school you know get used to buying papers you know <laughs> yes, like yeah. like there's kind of a school plagiarism thing that you know well, I never Well he didn't even go to school. Well, yes. So but I mean maybe I I mean wasn't he a, a, like homeschool or he no. yeah, homeschool? He had to be educated yeah. on on the set or whatever. But yeah. I mean, even for that, you could still go buy a, a paper. Yeah.
2: you know well, I mean, I or even, there's even whole sites for, on the yes. internet,
0: of course, that cater to this. Or
2: even for that, even worse, he didn't have any teachers to take him aside and go, no, Shia, you can't yeah. plagiarize. Right,
1: right. But I, I mean, I'm saying this, you know, this this whole, you know, stealing term papers thing, stealing papers is obviously a very common practice that yes. happens to a lot of people. And
0: believe me, students do it even when you do tell them it's
1: plagiarizing. Right. <laughs> so. I, I mean, listen, I, I mean, I'm not saying even when I was a little kid, sometimes I, you know, ask my grandmother to inspire me a little yeah. bit by giving me a little pep talk or something okay so we've all done it at some point in time where we got inspired but you know inspiration uh, is
2: different than it, lifting it is absolutely
1: cloth. and you know it's and now i i, I mean i can guess i could kind of understand i mean you know i think it's kind of gone so far now and become such a joke that uh it's uh, i mean we'll see how he reacts to this i mean well, there's definitely Klaus is looking at legal action. yeah i mean
0: obviously um, the people at fanographics were also sort of stunned by this i mean it's just completely overwhelming what, what? there's no way that you could actually get away with doing something like this is, anymore
2: it's, it's so pointless right. because it's not like daniel Klaus is made out of money It probably wouldn't have cost too much beyond a kind word and a couple thousand bucks to get the rights to make it. I doubt. I don't know about that because Klaus is
1: definitely doesn't. You know, he's quite successful in his own right, and he likes to adapt his own movies. He likes to adapt his own for the
0: most part, so
2: he would probably you know, not have said <laughs> no. But I mean, it doesn't matter. Hand, he, he might have been could flattered. Have, who knows? He might have been flattered uh, or who knows, he could have found some other indie comic creator who <coughs> he could have credited you know, and paid. Yeah. And you know, people, you don't need to be yeah. a script writer to make films. Exactly. If you can't write script, that's and fine.
1: people steal ideas all the time and get away with uh, it. Absolutely. Okay? And I mean, he could have easily stolen this idea and, you know, oh, a m- little movie about a film critic, maybe some of the tone, but he quoted actual dialogue. No,
0: I mean, it's... I mean, it's,
1: it's an adaptation.
2: Yeah. And in fact, when you actually a much closer adaptation than most movies that are officially based on comics.
0: Yeah, I and mean, when you see the film, I mean, and this, the aura of Dan Klaus's sort of, you know, you know, uh, emotional or lack of emotional empathy is all there. I mean, it's so eerie. Uh, how he thought he could get away with this, if he ever thought about it at all, is absolutely baffling.
2: And, and yet, if he had made a legit adaptation of a indie comic um, that was that faithful, it would have been great for his career. So it's like, right. you almost wonder, what's his problem? Well, he has a problem.
1: That's obvious. Yeah, that, that's pretty clear. And that's obvious. Uh, he's got and, a, you a know, him. I mean, what, uh, you know, he's had a little bit of a strange mm-hmm. reputation. I mean, I think some people, you know, there's been allegations of him maybe not
2: being uh, quite as attentive on film sets. So you know, mm-hmm. from time to time. Well, so. but, but I mean, but that's well, actors. Uh, I mean, that doesn't mean anything until you try to pick, put together a picture after the fact.
0: Well, he's attracted some in my view, really unwanted attention uh, that he's going to have to deal with. Oh,
2: him. yeah, this
1: yeah. is. Well, you know, uh, luckily both. for him, he has a movie coming out where he's uh, full-on naked, although apparently their body <laughs> double is used uh, okay. uh, for that. Well, okay. So this is, that shows, you know,
2: on-screen sex. So apparently this will, you know... Just, that'll, you blow know that'll, that'll blow be away. That'll blow away completely. completely. I, I, <laughs> I kind of doubt it, given that Shia LaBeouf is... is no offense to the Boof or anyone who looks like him. is a distinctly ordinary-looking young man. And somehow, I don't think the world is slavering to see naked Shia. <laughs> well, well, there's a lot of naked right. people in this movie. I will yeah. say
1: this. There's an interesting article at um, on the Hollywood Reporter where their legal uh, expert, who writes all the time, has actually kind of, just to play devil's advocate, mm. taken on um the side of of Shia LaBeouf and, and points out, now not that I think this is right, but it is kind of, you know, the only kind of larger pool discussion of this might be, I mean, I'm constantly astounded by how people are making fan movies about Wonder, Wonder Woman and
2: Batman and all this stuff. And yeah, they're but they're not f- making money on well,
1: it. Well, right, but technically this movie hasn't made money either, okay? Like yeah, but did- on the other
2: hand, they, they're not denying that this is Wonder Woman and Batman well. and that Wonder Woman and Batman belong to DC. It's distinctly different than someone sitting at home and being like, you know what would be really fun? To do Avengers with Lego. Right. <laughs> yeah, and but I'm just
1: saying, is it? Is it really?
2: Yes.
0: Okay. Well, because, I mean, I don't because, not sure if the lawyers because, will say that. Yeah, but well,
2: the <laughs> lawyers will say that. I well, mean, you're
0: saying that as a fan. Yeah, but well, I said, no, but, 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 but
2: you, my is argument is that is that those are credited. Like, no right. one's pretending that they invented Batman yeah. or they invented right. Wonder Woman or it's their product that they put their copyright on. Yeah. He is claiming that this is his well, workout. Well, no, he isn't. He isn't at, now he isn't. Well, he isn't now anymore. Now he isn't, but he well, was. Well, yeah, he didn't even. That was copyright Shia LaBeouf. And that is where he is different than the guy who made a Batman right. fan film but in his basement. But technically
1: speaking, yeah. okay, all of those fan films are just as illegal as this. Yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, they okay. are. And they I mean, are. Actually, you know. they, they, there's a lot of gray areas. Well, but what? Well, but, 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 but the gray area is that he's is not that in the gray area. The gray area he's is not that not
0: copyright owners uh, of the uh, have allowed certain things yes. to go by. No. They don't think it's worth it necessarily to oppress fans. If the fans are open, this does not mean that they accept that these are well. But I'm saying
2: there, there are. Actual legal arguments that have been made by the Electronic Freedom Foundation, by the Organization for Transformational Works by a lot of places that there's that if you are making something uh, nonprofit, you credit all the people involved right and you know it's it is distinctly nonprofit that it can count as you well, know I'm not, a legal right. thing well I'm so, not
1: saying that Shia Thief is going to get away with this but <laughs> no. I'm also just saying that that you know the, the guy at the Hollywood Reporter was pointing out that you could attempt to you, you like, could and you would it be properly, wrong yeah. you, you know but I but I mean, he didn't credit but, it properly. right 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 but I'm just saying That's there where is where the right, but he also is. didn't make any money off of it so well, but I mean the, the, there's but obvious could damages have, theoretically yes, yes well and so, could, so could these other yeah, people but, make their fan movies but but they're not putting their copyright on it this gray area and they left the name Right. These on these brand these gray area of these fan films is uh, is is a incredible and thing but and i mean but it's
2: it's gray area is that it may well fall under fair use by right. a lot of legal precedents it f- may well fall well under fair i don't use. see there has never been way a f- it falls under fair use yeah well, no, i think not, that's, that's going to be tough that's going to that's be tough i mean to i
0: think not not you're confusing adjusted, here what uh, copyright owners, uh Deciding that they're not going to prosecute no, no, okay. with whether or not this is an actual uh, legally determined to be fair use. Uh, that's I mean, a it pretty tough well, call. It, there
2: has not been a case going into yeah, no, nope. No cases at all yeah. about it. Right. Um, for a number of reasons. Um, occasionally there's a cease and desist. Occasionally a cease and desist gets. Gets contested and thrown out of court. That's as far as it's gotten. Well,
0: I'm sure they all got season's assists. No, No, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily no. No,
1: no, because a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, like DC Mm -hmm. actually feels like these bad films are. Well, uh, part of, you know enhancing the they're, fans. yes the that they are part of the you fan know, I experience. I agree. DC are, aren't Marvel and Disney a lot more? Um, you know no. they, they they don't are, are, do well, they allow them. Well, they do because Thomas Jane made yeah. that Punisher movie. Yeah, no, there's as, as long
2: well, as
0: well. PW got a cease and desist um, letter from DC just for putting a guy in a blue and red uh, costume on yeah. the cover. Yeah,
2: because it's a it's a professional publication, mm-hmm. so they're protecting yeah, well, copyright. Top, but
1: what about Thomas Jane making a Punisher movie?
0: Well, to in Kate any event, is Kate
1: is making a a, a Look, I,
0: I, I don't agree. I don't disagree that that there is a gray area yeah, that but, but the a, copyright owners are deciding to sort of back well, off because not, they think it it, it think it helps their product well, more than it hurts it.
2: They are doing that, and that is a good argument for that. But they're also, I mean, I I have looked into this a lot, and there are actual and I have
0: written about it a lot.
2: I know, <laughs> I know, but what I'm saying is that there is a good legal case on the other side too. But That this is fair use. That this Mm -hmm. is fair use if everything is credited and you're not pretending it's yours. But Shia LaBeouf was totally pretending it was his. And at that point, he's fallen into the land of of blatant copyright.
0: Along the same lines, over on Bleeding Cool, Rich Johnson has actually posted a link to a filmmaker by the name of Nick Lyons um, who has a film called Hilda Humphrey. Uh, And uh, if you look at the film, and you can find it on YouTube... Uh, it, once again, it's it start, start, startlingly fateful to the meandering plot of Peter Bagg's um, Whatever Happened to Babs Bradley. Mm. Um, Babs Bradley being one of the uh, members of the hilarious and dis- amazingly dysfunctional uh, Bradley family from Hate. Uh, it's a, a, once again, a very signature comic in a very signature style while the Lions film doesn't quote blatantly from the dialogue in the way that The um, uh, Thief's um, does, yeah. the plot is so involved and essentially this film matches it point by point. point even some of its most ridiculous over-the-top features. So,
2: Including exploding trailers. Yes, so.
0: it's uh, so... You know, you be the judge, uh, but the film uh, Hilda Humphrey is up on YouTube, and check it out. Uh, maybe there is a lot of this going on.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, There's listen, there's tons of it going on. I mean, I know people who have comics that uh, a production company i mean i know specific incidents but i'm not going to name them because they don't want to make a big deal of it but you know a production company will come and uh inquire about the rights or whatever and then when it looks like an agent is involved they don't do anything and then they still make it mm-hmm. i mean i know of, mm-hmm. of examples of this yeah. tv and movies there's even plot points and storylines taken from the comics that are being used is there anything you knew yeah. about it no yeah. i mean that's just like common thievery yeah uh you know that goes on every day in hollywood and and like, you but know, this is more. This is faced. way. This
2: is yeah. this is bizarre. This it, is you I, can I, certainly shame
0: people, and and the internet is awfully good for that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I can understand why someone like the guy who made the Hildunhre sing might think they could get away with it because they think they're obscure enough that no one's going to notice mm. them or their little film, but. You know, once you're at Cannes Film Festival, I don't know what radar you think you can <laughs> well, get under true. there. <laughs> yeah, and Bleeding Very Cool. True. Bleeding
0: Cool did check in with uh, Peter Bag, who, uh, according to uh, uh, Bleeding Cool, they never heard um, of
1: it.
0: Never heard of the film. Never heard of the director. No one ever contacted him about it. Obviously, there were no credits of any kind in the film. Um, uh, yeah, uh, this is the world we live in. So, anyway. Moving on, Stray Bullets. David Lampham's extraordinarily extraordinary self-published series from the nineteen nineties is back. Um, really, uh, just a moving, hilarious, uh, over-the-top series about you know uh, low lives uh, over many decades. Um, Heidi did a great story about it. Uh, you want to fill in some of the details? Right.
1: Well, uh, Stray Bullets started publishing. Um I wrote the story. I should remember. It was 1993, I believe. Yeah. Um. And about 40 issues came out. Um. Uh. It was ending in 2005, it was self-published. It was part of the whole 90s self-publishing explosion. Uh. David and his wife Maria had their own publishing company, El Capitan. And um. Basically, I think you know, self-publishing is definitely for those who can live lean and light, and you or know, do
2: something else too.
1: Yes. And I think as you know, they started a family. I mean, there was mm-hmm. you know a little more pressure to
2: be less time to be spent. Yes. Putting out comics. Yes,
1: exactly. So you know, Doppman has been writing books for DC, for uh, yeah. Marvel, for uh, for you name it. You I know, used to bug Amazon. him about
0: when is he going to well, do more ab- ab- straight books. Ab- well, everybody but, does. You, that, know. you know, everyone
1: does that. And evidently, apparently, just over the last little bit, uh, that finally the right the right time mm. came along, and that was Image Comics, which is definitely. The right, the right place uh, has the right kind of deal. Yeah. So anyway, they're bringing it back. They're reprinting everything in a giant omnibus. Oh, I can't the last wait. Oh, nice. issue, I can't number forty-one, wait. is coming back, and a whole new series. A new starting. series too. And it's all I- launching the same day. And you know, Kate, uh, I, as I, I, you know, if you're not familiar with stray bullets, uh, the first four issues are free on Comixology yeah. right now. Oh, nice so you to You can know. Down,
2: download them. Uh, Speaking of free on Comixology Comixology every day up until Christmas is giving out free issues. Usually That's number right. one That's of right. some very major mm-hmm. series. And so I've snatched a few of those, and
1: well, you should definitely. I I urge everyone to uh, to read to check out Stray Bullets as well, because as David himself said, if you don't like these, you're not going to like it. (laughs) So (laughs) you know, if you're not hooked, you won't like it. But it's a really great sampling, and uh, you know, it's just just a a great series. It's really great, and it's it's a very dark crime. Mm. You know, but the stories, it's all... The thing that I liked about it was that every issue was one story. And, I mean, there were continuing threads, but you got a satisfying chunk, as I like to put it, and every issue, uh, even if it was unsatisfying, because the stories are so dark and tragic... But um, you know, you get that that you get the whole story. I it actually
0: discovered it when he started putting out the big trade Yes, those uh, were trade hardcover great, books. Yeah. Uh and then I then I caught uh, some of the you know, the uh, the single issues, but I, I was captivated by the thing yeah. right away. And
1: you know, another crown in Images Cap.
0: <sighs> yeah, and th- you know, they've got all the hot comics.
1: They have them all right. They, now, they right? really
0: do. Um so check it out, Straight Bullets is back. And
1: uh <laughs> you know, I mean just we actually even have this on our story list, but um, The sales figures came out for last month, and it was the smallest combined total for Marvel and DC in the modern era. And so a lot of the other publishers, I mean, not even Image, Mm -hmm. Image had an okay month, but Mm -hmm. uh, graphic novels were moving up. Uh, smaller publishers like boom and dynamite are doing better yeah. i mean so the pie is getting bigger yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pie is definitely uh, and getting expanding. shared a little the pie is slightly the more pie is getting slightly more you know way. maybe at yeah.
0: some point on a future uh, podcast we can revisit the uh, beat story about the graphic novels as a business model I yes. mean, that's a, yeah. with quite a bit of discussion about there was.
1: that and uh, I, I, i'm sure you saw the rebuttal by Gina from for a second yes right? i did she i did and, uh, and i put
0: a few comments up yes, there myself yes,
1: yes, yes. So then, um
0: uh, uh, it's a, a lively and interesting yes. conversation and and, and just the kind of thing we need to be talking about on the podcast. Yes. So we'll revisit that yeah, on, definitely. Another, Two yeah.
2: words or one word, depending on how you like to write it, backlist.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, another important element of the book market. So.
2: Well, anyway, speaking yes. of <laughs> past...
1: Uh, the kitchen sink. uh, Oh, yes, yes, yes. have been donated to Columbia University. Well,
0: this is actually uh, the latest um, acquisition by uh, Columbia University's Rare Book and Manuscript Library uh, preceded by uh, the archives of um, X-Men writer Chris Claremont, um, the complete archives of ElfQuest, Elfquest, um, uh, Richard and Wendy Penny, uh, and Al Jaffe's papers. Um, uh, The Rare Book and Manuscript Library has acquired uh the archives of like the, the legendary 60s uh, the underground comics publisher well he's not a 60 publisher but an underground comics publisher oh he was he started in 69 um, uh kitchen sink press uh founded obviously by Dennis Kitchen uh and it is an amazing collection, more than fifty thousand letters. Um, Dennis is apparently a compulsive collector. Well, like
1: many comics people, yes. <laughs> he is a classic pack rat. But he, he's one of the most organized. Oh, pack it's impeccably impec-
0: so. As they described it, it was immaculately per- preserved. Uh, they stamped every letter, uh, kept it in its original envelope, and a copy of his reply to it. Um, it's you name it. It's R. Crumb, it's uh, Justin Green, it's uh, Reed Waller.
2: Yeah, I kind of um, want an excuse. come up with an uh, excuse to, like, get into these archives. And, it's, like, I don't know, make well, some book Well, that's part of something.
0: what the Rare Book and Manus- uh, Manuscript Library does. Once it's processed, the, the public, and you don't have to be an academic, actually, to see some of this so stuff.
2: You, you don't need to, like, explain, like, in... in several pages why it is that you can want it. I think to you have it. to
0: put in a request, but I think the public can. Uh, as Karen explained to me once, um, you, you can get in to see it. You may not be able to see everything. Um, but you can but see some of it. But it's also you...
1: I think you have to have some kind of project in mind. I mean, you have to I make think some so kind too, of yeah. written yeah. thing it's not yeah. Yeah. You like, do have hey, to, I happen yeah. to be in town. I want to yeah. see it. It's more like, you know, I'm yeah. working on it yeah. for... You know, my dissertation or, yeah. you
2: know, my, I mean, my is, documentary or whatever. Yeah. So. It is for academic yeah. research. Yes, you for know, reasons, and, yes. um, so you <coughs> just have to come up with something you're researching, yes. basically.
0: Um, but, you know, this is uh, another step uh, toward... Um, preserving uh, our comic s- history. Well, preserving our comic history, but in particular, I think really creating a re- standalone resource center at Columbia University. Yeah. uh Obviously, they're a long way from Ohio State, but I wouldn't be surprised if those ideas were floating around in people's heads. Well, yeah.
2: you know, thanks to the magic of digitizing things, you know, maybe these archives, especially the fragile things that most people are not allowed to touch, may be someday put into some kind of academic digital space where people can access them.
0: Well, that's well, yeah. I think it, to a certain extent, some research facilities are doing that. Once again, probably for a limited clientele.
2: Right, but, but what I'm, I'm saying is, maybe someday that will happen.
0: Yes, these. I agree. I agree, and and certainly uh, part of of her mandate, or what K- uh, Karen sees as her mandate, there, uh, uh, um, is to create public events, which they right. did a couple of years ago, right. and I expect to see more of that. They had a, their first, uh, what was it, comics New York, uh, kind of a look at comics in New York, um, kind of sponsored by. Um, the uh, rare book and manuscript library so I think we're going to see more of these in the future uh, and I have no doubt she's working on getting more collections absolutely Karen uh, never donated. never oh, sleeps she's a the, busy busy yeah. elf so this is really a uh, very special yeah. um, collection so. there. So all right, so well, right. uh,
2: you know, finally, uh, just well, why don't we talk about a movie adaptation just that's just dotting its legal Just what I was about to bring up, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you know, I, as I put it the other way, I think that the, the K two and Annapurna of comics adaptations is definitely Watchmen and Sandman, and uh, <laughs> you know, many have failed on those icy yeah, yeah. slopes, <laughs> uh, you crashing know, to the their deaths. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> uh, now Sandman uh, has claimed many a victim along the way, but now it's um, you know a new ascent has been planned. Well, it, right. it, it appears to have gone further than most ascent. <laughs> yes, yes, they've established base
2: camp. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and it's, it's tentatively. Oh, uh, the prompt. oxygen
0: is thin, but go on. Uh, we, can, we can wear out this metaphor forever, but mm, go on.
2: <laughs> the, it tentatively looks promising. Yeah. We know that uh, Neil Gaiman has written a Sandman script. We don't know if that's going to be used by these people. We know that it's going to be starring and I believe some of the directing being done by- Well,
1: no, what we we, we know, only what's been confirmed is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who um, starred as uh, Robin, I mean that cop in uh, Batman. And,
0: uh, uh, he was an inception, inception, right? He uh, was an inception. Not to
2: mention yeah. oh, right. Looper. He's beloved. Well, mm-hmm. Not to mention directing, starring in Don Jon. Not to mention a lot. But, but he a good actor. is loved. He's he a good actor. is loved at Warner
1: Brothers. They mm-hmm. want will do anything to keep him in the fold. And they've been actually wanting him to be a, in a superhero movie, but I guess he didn't want to do it. However, what is confirmed is that he will. Pro- he is signed to
0: produce. A, mm-hmm.
2: a Sandman movie. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Though it's hard
0: for me to imagine him not being in the movie. Well, of course. Yeah.
2: I mean, I actually do think that if if it, this was his idea or if he rejected other superhero type roles in favor of Sandman, that's actually fairly canny because he is not the physical type to really pull off m- or even personality type to pull off most superheroes. But of all the young actors who are popular right now out there, I don't think I can think of anyone I would prefer off the top of my head no. as a Sandman. No, he is popular. And well, I, he's and not just I popular. He's a very good actor. He's She's a, he's a good actor and I feel like he might have the right physical type and affect mm. for it. If anyone does, right, they can, they yeah. can beef him up. Yeah, well, well no, you know but what, maybe but the Sandman's not him. beefy. The Sandman's
0: wispy. Well, yes, the Sandman is wispy. Yeah. That's oh, and you know, what is, he's wasn't he wasn't he Robin or wasn't
2: he? Oh, Nightwing no, Nightwing or something. No, no he, well, was, he was he? someone who was taking up Batman's mantle. Yeah. Uh, make of that what you will. Right, but right. but he himself still looked like himself, which right. Is, and yeah,
1: uh, you know, if you've seen him guy. host a uh, Saturday Night Live, you know he, he uh, is kind of a sung and dance man. I mean, okay. he's very athletic, very. He has a great. Physical, he's very bendy. He's very bendy. He has a really good physical presence yeah. and um, very smart guy. Obviously, who actually has made movies that weren't stolen from other material. <laughs> There you go. And that um, puts him ahead you know, of the game and has right there. His own kind of little production company
2: that's worked on a <laughs> yeah. lot of cool well, things, and, and, you and you know. he's, he's also. Um,
0: and he can write original apologies. Yes, he doesn't appar- have. To, yes, <laughs> he doesn't apparently. have to have. He, he's he also have he gained them. a
2: lot of indie cred by doing. Um, just a lot of live events yes. all over New York yeah, and stuff. Many yeah. of them free, many of them promoting people from the ground up. He's not just kind of the anti Booth He really is. If yeah. you if you're trying to think of like who would be the anti-matter to Booth, this would be the guy. Yeah. I mean. So anyway, about just to finish
1: up, you know, David Escoyer, who was the mastermind of many, mm. many, many comics adaptations, is signed on to write, you know, also are involved, so probably he's doing this story. Um, you know, Neil Gaiman has retweeted it, but he has said he's not actually technically involved in any technical level
2: yet, but, you know, obviously... Yes. But we do know that he has a script floating around out there, right. which they would be fools if they don't use. Well, they
1: would, but who knows? Some but t- sometimes they are fools unfortunately, because Unfortunately, many times, a script that was written under a different production is unavailable to oh, future production so for legal reasons. So that mm. script may be unavailable. We don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. the, the, the base camp of Mount Sandman <laughs> yes, yes. has definitely really been, been established. established. So, um, you know, we'll be watching. We look forward to the ascent. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: You know, and, and perhaps the rescue mission. Anyway, Don't get found <laughs> yeah. dead to next to the to body of the a snow <laughs> leper. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, okay. Ah, moving on to an interesting uh, item I noticed on the beat. Most profitable comic shows.
2: Yes. Oh, Speaking yeah. of, of um, both indie things and uh, commercial aspects of the comic trade. Let's see. see. Yes, we've all
1: lost our (laughs) copy. It's so complicated that we can't actually quote Uh, it. As I recall, it was it was taken
0: from what the Devastator. Well, the
1: Devastator is a comedy magazine that's Mm -hmm. based out in L.A. And they, uh, because they have a lot of comics, uh, they have a lot of comics in it. They do a lot of comics events, so they did an online survey. uh, Well, of I cannot get Mm. this to come up at all. It's a small. I've got it. I've got it. Um, Yeah. Okay, so, uh, but I mean, they had a couple. Basically, they just had people go in and self-select to talk about mm-hmm. what shows they did the best at, what the shows they did the worst at, and you know, kind of give a range of what kind of money mm-hmm.
2: they made as exhibitors. And, and it seems like if you manage to um, stick in to the six or more years category, you you do a lot better financially but than not people if you were at san diego, diego comic-con but not you're right. if you're at san diego yeah. comic-con but san- you know,
1: yeah and i think other also seemed to be like if you were in an, your own booth you did better than an artist alley and um you know san diego people made the most money and then uh, emerald city was also very profitable uh whereas la's kamikaze mm. was at the bottom of the list yeah
0: and i think uh sbx was seen as not very profitable which
1: well, not as profitable as as
2: many people, people had, had as people had thought, thought. Mm-hmm. so you know
1: I,
0: and it's a very small sample yeah. uh, as you said self-selected um group uh, but an interesting, you know. Well, when
2: we say very small, we don't thumbnail. mean like five. We mean yeah. forty. Yeah. yeah, but still, I, I but even you know, with forty
1: people, you're still talking about twelve shows. So, True. I mean, but so, even so, so, we don't. It's, yeah, it's, I, no, still it's, it's, it's worth discussing. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would hope that you know, a lot of times, as I call it, this this sort of survey shakes the tree a little bit, and people you know want to get their version of the truth out, so mm. they kind of. You know, you get better information. The more information you put out there, the more people want to correct your information. Until then, they they start flooding it with too much information. The someone is
2: wrong on the internet effect. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. yes. So, but, uh, you know, definitely a very uh, interesting um, just, you know, start and uh, to show how much money you can make. Um, And, you know, uh, actually, this is another news item that wasn't on the list, but, um, you know, Stumptown. Oh, yeah. Has had the Stumptown Comics Fest, which was kind of the West Coast. Uh, Um, Mocha, really? Mocha, yeah. In Portland, which is like the number one comics town, you know, Comics yeah. Town USA uh, has has uh, put its operations on hold for now and uh, put it. They used to had awards and, and they had programming, which they're going to uh, merge with the Rose City Comic Con. Although in Portland. they they say but that they they're not, not merging, well, they didn't say what I just but used it, the though word merge. it appears well no they're not no, that may no, be no, what's no, happening no, no that's not that's that's. but well, there is context well, there, are, okay, there are many okay. more I shows do, in I Portland do. now why don't were, you yeah. explain well uh, okay I mean I just used the word merge and realized I shouldn't but what they're doing is they're putting their awards and their programming mm-hmm. into yeah. Rose City Comic Con however the Stumptown is a non-profit organization yeah. so it still exists as a separate entity so if they wanted to do another show the entity that puts on Stumptown would still exist So, which
0: they seem to right. be suggesting that they would want to do but while they also seem to think that they don't have the finances to do it
2: right well i think that's what they're just saying (laughs) i think they're just Mm -hmm. saying they needed to sit this one out but Alternately, I mean, it could be that if they don't feel they have a good relationship with Rose City after this year, they could pull out and attach themselves to some other convention or whatever. They're
1: free. Right. Well, as I suggested in my own piece looking at this, I've never been to Stubtown, but, um, you know, I heard so many bad things about it. <laughs> but it wasn't even bad things. It's just like, you know, would be you bring up SPX or TCAF, people's eyes, yeah. uh, you know, they start just swooning sure. around the room. And, you know, even Mocha, which had its. You know, which a little, little bit on of on its rock- way back, now. Its rocky points. But <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody was always like, "This show must mm. go on. We must find a way to improve Walker." Yeah and whereas with town, I'd always be like, hmm, yeah, well, yeah, 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 uh, <laughs> well, anyway, how about well, those, how about those trailblazers, you know? Um,
0: well, obviously, we hope, wish them well, but it is interesting to yeah. see a, a, how this develops. Yeah, but I
1: mean, I think if, if you're looking at, I mean, what we were just talking about profits, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, to me, that's one of the big bottom lines. Of course, The yeah. show didn't make a lot of money for the yeah. exhibitors, so they weren't invested in keeping yeah. it going, I mean, that's my interpretation of yeah. it, and um, as well, there uh you know there there's a lot of there's all other even more alternative yep. comics events mm-hmm. such as the projects that are mm-hmm. held in portland so you know it was kind of neither fish nor fowl
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. and it was uh, beloved in its way but um you know yeah
0: um, but yeah there's, yeah, there's obviously Rose City and um, what's the other one um, well, Emerald, Emerald City, City yes. uh, that have kind of grown up yeah blown up really yeah. Well, Emerald City <laughs> has absolutely yeah. blown up it's yeah.
1: a, it's about be, it could be it's either the third or fourth biggest yeah, right. well it's so. not the third but it's the fourth or fifth biggest show in North America yeah. and um, Rose City is a uh, sister show to them yeah. mm-hmm. so you know that's uh, it so uh, we, moving we'll, on con- we'll keep an eye on con- it for you
0: ladies and gentlemen yes all right and on that note news briefs.
2: News briefs. So, uh, in a callback to a previous news brief of ours, the manga terrorist appears to have been caught. Oh. Um, to to clarify things, um, since October of last year, there have been um, bombs and chemical weapon threats, um, and, and occasional failed, possibly intentionally failed, uh, toxic chemical attacks from a person who hated the manga kuroko basketball and it's mangaka and um he caused 7-elevens in in japan to pull the comic mm. for fear of danger um he sent letters around to various different publish uh, uh, various different bookstore chains mm-hmm. um he caused a number of conventions to close, a number of conventions to consider closing. He almost closed Comiket. Um Jesus. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. I this mean. is a
2: big deal. And so they've, they've police have arrested um, 36-year-old Hirafumi Watanabe uh, last Sunday. Um, he appears to be admitting it. Hmm. Um, according hmm. to a note that had been sent by the, at that time, unknown uh, attacker... Uh, it read I hate Tadatoshi Fujimaki who is now a famous Sophia alumni alumnus Sophia University alumnus I want to take revenge on him but I can't find him I have no choice but to target here
0: it's bizarre it's like the plot of a manga yes. I mean it's absolutely bizarre
2: yeah well yes and yet dangerous like guys for real yeah yeah um, so if indeed he is the manga terrorist, I think we can all be glad that as crazy and angry as most fans get, they don't go to the point of calling in uh attack. Threats. yeah well, you know, yet huh. yet, yet, yet. Yeah. yeah nobody get inspired by this. Yeah.
0: yeah unbelievable anyway
2: um, and on similarly crazy international news, um both FIFA. Yes, that's right. The International Soccer Association and the courts of Switzerland uh, appear not to have the same opinions on parody or fair use that we even have here in that they have banned um, a comic from appearing anywhere in the world without, or else they will be fined 10,000 Swiss francs. Um, because it criticizes Sepp Blatter, president of the International Soccer Association, FIFA. And it actually doesn't even say Blatter on it. It's a clearly parodic character based on him called Platter, making fun of basically well, everything he doesn't like about what he did well you know first
1: off sepp blatter is like the friggin james bond villain of the real world okay yeah. and i mean the he guy, is more hated than
2: the guy he, who runs the nhl he
1: is oh but this guy is so corrupt don't get me started you know my, yeah. my i've learned about soccer by proxy uh, but anyway, you know, <laughs> but it's a good, he's a but, good proxy. <laughs> well, but I mean, this bladder is like, you know, the next two World Cups, which were the world's biggest yes. event, you know, bigger yeah. than the Olympics, bigger than anything, All right, are being held in Russia and then Qatar the two most you know Russia the most corrupt uh, banning uh, homosexuality I mean just unbearable human rights Mm -hmm. you know and difficulties. and then Qatar people are literally dying there while they're building the the the, the stadiums because and uh, what you know this gets me so mad I wanna buy this I'm gonna give this guy 10,000 Swiss (laughs) francs so they can publish these book of cartoons because they're moving the whole Anyway it's bad. Right. Well yeah okay. And to clarify things even further
2: Even people who are not criticizing The terrible terrible human rights issues of Qatar Are saying that this is not a viable place To have a World Cup tournament well, Because they're the afraid Because it's set in the summer And they're afraid that the they'll have soccer players Passing out well, left and right But did you hear the solution for that? was to hold it in
1: the winter when everybody else holds their soccer season. So this yeah. would be yeah. the soccer holocaust, okay? Yeah, exactly. I mean, anyway, uh, except yeah. Bladder. But, the it's but really, a there's a, Swiss th- a
0: the Swiss seem to be challenged on freedom of publishing and yeah. freedom of speech. You know, as, <coughs> man, you know, as much as
1: we criticize the good old U.S. of A., yeah, thank God we have our First absolutely. Amendment. Absolutely. You yes. can go
0: after people <laughs> with um, everything you have, yeah. and so. it's constitutionally protected. So, yes. um, so get your act together, Switzerland.
1: Yeah. Yes. No more chocolate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we're going uh, to boycott.
2: Yeah, boycotting Swiss chocolate for the. For and my. in even more international comics legal news, albeit happier comics legal news, uh, Uderzo, uh, want the co-creator of Asterix, has won his court case against his own family. Um, to give you some background, the um, mm. man is 86 years old and decided that he was tired of drawing comics doing comics and so he uh, sold the rights to create future Asterix to his publisher.
0: Makes sense to me.
2: Perfectly reasonable. But his family I guess felt that this was a terrible financial decision and uh, went to court to say that he was not legally allowed to do this because he was not in his right mind. Um, and given his press statements he appears to be entirely in his his right mind. Yeah he doesn't like his kids. <laughs> yeah, <well, that> <laughs> not be, anymore. That seems to be a part of it. Um <laughs> And the court agreed and said this is crazy and he was well within his rights and is not senile at all.
0: In fact, what, what they say, he's not senile, he's, he's just tired.
2: He's not senile, <laughs> he's just tired.
0: <laughs> well then yeah, um, uh I think the guy could retire when he wants to and assign his rights where he wants to. Exactly. Which it sounds like what he's done.
2: That's what he did. Mm. And we have one more piece of news. It's homegrown and it's things starting not ending. Uh Two people from Boom, who made Boom well known, have decided to start their own new press called Magnetic. Um and uh, lady, I'm not remembering your name. Well, <laughs> uh, it's Mike
1: Kennedy and I think Char- Charles Harris. Uh, uh yeah, Wes yeah, Wes Harris,
0: uh, I believe uh, Harris, it is. Wes uh,
2: Harris, <laughs> Harris, that's right. Yep. Wes yep. Harris yep. and Mike yeah. Kennedy yep. from, uh, former VP of publishing of Boom and former publisher of Ica- Archaia. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. uh, Archaia.
1: Yes, and Archaea uh, Yes, and you know, we uh, I will be interviewing them tomorrow for a story in PW, so cool. we'll learn more about very them. Very
0: cool, and uh, they're, and d- they're putting out a whole line of uh, they're th- focusing on graphic novels uh, and apparently. book formats. It seems. Yes. Um. Yes. Yes. As care certainly was known for doing, their, is known for doing.
2: Um new slogan is stories that stick. Um, well, if they're magnetic, you'd hope. <laughs> uh, anyway,
1: clever. You know, they have a whole, uh, anyway, like I said, look to, uh, by the time you hear this podcast, there should be a story up about Magnetic up on the PW uh,
2: website. So uh, take a look for it at ppublishersweekly.com slash comics mm-hmm. and uh, you'll learn more about it. And that will give you something to do next week when we take our annual break. This being the week of Christmas, I'm afraid you will not have any uh, more to come. But,
1: But, you know, if you've missed any old episodes and you're just having to be sitting around digesting your Christmas ham, it's a great time to look at the archives and see what you might have missed with our our classic, never-dated talk. There you go.
0: There you You go. Catch up. Yeah. Look back. Enjoy the fun. We're there for you.
2: Yeah. Well, listen. uh, And we we will be back for our, our... 2014 preview edition
1: and until then uh very happy holidays to all of our listeners thank you so much for being with us here for uh for 2013 and beyond right. and
2: there will be more, more to come t-